Welcome to Inside Today's Country, the show that gets the real stories from today's country stars, stories you haven't heard anywhere else. Your host is Tim Black. Tim has been on the radio interviewing the biggest stars in the business and discovering new talent for more than 20 years, and now in his very own podcast. Are you ready? Let's go Inside Today's Country. On this edition of Inside Today's Country, we catch up with Genevieve Fisher, who has a brand new single called Someone Else. We'll talk about her pre-show rituals, and she says this. Tim, I want you to know I'm a Caesar connoisseur. All that and more as we go Inside Today's Country with Genevieve Fisher next. Well, it's always a great chance when we catch up with this young lady. It is Genevieve Fisher here on Inside Today's Country. Welcome to the podcast. Hello. Thank you so much, Tim. It's been a while since we've connected. I know. It feels like forever. I know. And, and ever and ever. It goes on and on and on. Have you uh, have you been watching any great movies lately since we've been doing this quarantine thing? Um, I'm trying to think if I've watched. You know what? I started... Um, Ocean's Eight. Okay. I think. Yeah. On Netflix, and it it was pretty good. I fell asleep though because I <laughs> I always do that. I start movies or shows when I'm laying in bed, and then I end up crashing, <laughs> and I then do- I'm like, oh shoot, I got to start over because I do that too, and it drives my wife crazy that I we will start watching a movie and then <laughs> I'm gone. I'm sleep on the couch, and she's like, "Do you remember what <laughs> happened?" I'm like, "No, I don't remember anything." <laughs> so. Um. Yeah, but I really want to start some shows. Like I've heard Ozark on Netflix is really good, so mm-hmm. I want to, I want to watch that. I've heard Animal Kingdom's really good, so I'm gonna to try to get into some shows. I'm not a big TV person, yeah, um, but I do love the show. Um, this is Us. Oh, very good. If you were if you were gonna say like the lion, the the Tiger King thing, oh, we 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 were gonna have another discussion because <laughs> I did watch it. I did. Did you really? What did you think? I did. Honestly, I can't believe how, I hope, I don't think this will offend anyone, but how insane those people are. Yeah. They're crazy. Isn't that wild? It's wild. Like everything that went on in that, in that documentary, I'm like, this is crazy. (laughs) Here's what blew my mind. And and I I will honestly say I have not watched any of it at all. I've watched a couple of trailers, but how it, it just exploded on Netflix. Isn't it crazy that it just... It went viral, literally. It, like seriously, everyone's talking about it. Yeah. So of course, once everyone started talking about it, did you watch Tiger King? We're like, no. So we have to watch it now. 
<laughs> have to go back and watch it. Well, uh, as I say, great to catch up with you. And uh, we've got a new single to talk about here uh, in just a minute. We're going to get to that, which I like is the fact that it is a, a, a true story from what you uh, wrote about it here. But let's talk about uh, making it through this uh, crazy time that we are going through right now. Uh, yeah. Like everybody, you're spending a lot of time at home. And uh, before we got started here, you're talking about uh, cooking and making bread for the first time. Tell me about yeah. that experience. <laughs> So um, one of my girlfriends had posted on her Instagram story, like this beautiful loaf of bread. And I was like, where did you get this bread? And she's like, I made it. And I'm like, can you send me the recipe? So she sent me the recipe and it is literally the most simple bread recipe. But when it comes out of the oven, it looks like a, a loaf of bread that you've got from the, the got bakery. from like a bakery. It's beautiful. So you actually cook it in a Dutch oven in the oven. Um, but the only downfall is you do have to wait eight hours for it to rise, which is a long time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm like, okay, come on. Looking at my watch, like, let's go here. It's amazing bread. So okay. I've been that a lot. So that's been fun because I don't have a bread maker. Um, so I've just been doing it in the oven. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I do love to cook. My mom is Italian. She was born in Italy. Oh, so wow. I love, I love, love to cook. So okay. I've been trying out some new recipes and uh, yeah, just playing around in the kitchen a little bit. What's your favorite thing to cook? Um, my favorite thing to cook would be like really cool tacos with like a pineapple salsa or um, I do love making, you know, a nice bolognese sauce. Okay. Or just a plain tomato sauce with some chicken cutlets are really is kind of a staple in my house. We okay. love to cook that. Okay. Um, and my husband and I make these really, really, really good chicken sandwiches with homemade pickles um, oh. and like a honey mustard. And we actually coat the chicken in a mixture of breadcrumbs, panko crumbs, and um, oh, cornflakes. And it's so good. <laughs> oh. Uh, you had me at homemade pickles, actually. That was I know. Yeah. Wow. That's that. The mouth is watering right now. Right. <laughs> so what's so that's your favorite thing to cook? What's your what's the the thing that you know you love mom to cook? Oh, my mom makes amazing homemade cannelloni, which is like phenomenal. Mm. Um, anything my parents make is so good. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I actually love when my parents have a barbecue cause they do like tons of different kinds of meat and, uh, yeah, my mom's just very creative in the kitchen. So excellent. We like that. Mm -hmm. Food is always good. And as long as you, uh, you know, don't do what I've kind of been doing and eating a lot lately because we've all been home. Now we have to get outside and walk that stuff all off, I know. right? I know. It's so true. So let's talk about your dogs. Now, I'm not going to use the word, or you're not going to use the word. I will use the word. You like to take them for long walks. Uh, yes. what's, what's your dog's name? Her name's Lila. What kind of dog um, is What kind of dog is Lila? She is a basset hound. Aww. She is. So she's low to the ground. <laughs> Her ears drag in everything possible. <laughs> she looks sad all the time, but I swear she's very happy. <laughs> So she ha she has RSF, resting sad face? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Literally. And she has those like droopy eyes. So Aww. she always looks like she's just, 
do do to do like nice that, <laughs> she's really cute that's good well at least you're getting her out there for the walk and uh yes. and getting some exercise let's Absolutely. talk a little bit about uh your background where did this all start for you genevieve okay so from the beginning i was born and raised in london ontario yep. um and as silly and untrue as this may sound i actually started singing at the age of two um, my Nana actually entered it, me into my very first singing competition at the Ilderton Fair in Ilderton, Ontario. Mm -hmm. And I sang, you are my sunshine and the rest was history. I have been singing ever since. Um, we even have video footage of me singing, you are my sunshine at the age of two on stage. Oh my. Um, but yeah, so that's how things got started for me. I did grow up listening to country music. I grew up listening to Shania Twain and mm -hmm. Patsy Cline and Brenda Lee and all the old great country singers. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, as I got a little bit older, I did play around with, you know, some pop music, but something always took me back to country music. And I really do believe it's it was the storytelling in country music that I that I really loved. Mm -hmm. um, but things actually started really taking off for me. Um, you know, between the age of 16 and 19, um, we started to make some connections um, with people in Nashville, um, mainly songwriters. Mm -hmm. um, I recorded my very first album in Nashville. Um, so that was a really cool experience. You basically had to peel me off the ceiling <laughs> because I was just <laughs> on cloud nine. Right. Um, but that's how things slowly got started for me. I, I did a lot of competing growing up, mm -hmm. um, but really at the at the age of I'd say seventeen, eighteen is when I started to take it a lot more seriously as as you know an actual career choice. Right, right. The story uh, storytelling of of country um, music, is, as you as you allude to, is always been great. It's been one of those things that you can get really lost in a great story. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it, it is interesting because I, I definitely feel like I have um, sort of the songs that I've written that are very much storytelling songs. And then I also have every, every song I guess is a, is a story, but I mean, then I have my radio songs that are a bit more fun and playful. Um, but you know, I, I look at a song like someone else which is my brand new single that most definitely is a bit of storytelling mm -hmm. um and my song called 1943 which i wrote about my grandmother i feel like that that for me is is really the most country storytelling song that i've i've ever written right let's talk about your new single uh because there is quite a neat little story behind this one as you say it's called someone else and yes. uh it's very personal for you it is um you know, I think that the first thing I want to say is I, I think that on the outside, um, you know, a lot of people, whether they're fans or, or just listeners or they've stumbled across, you know, your Instagram or Facebook page, you know, they always see the the happy-go-lucky side of an artist. Um, um, and I, I, I want people to know that we as artists also struggle with um, self-doubt and, and you know, we have our insecurities. Um, and it was really important for me to write this song because I wanted my fans to know that I too sometimes look in the mirror and I, I don't always love myself and I, I do have my own struggles. And at the time that I wrote someone else, I was going through a bit of a, a, a hard time. I was 
you know, starting to doubt myself. Am I good enough for this industry? Do I have what it takes? Um, and when I walked into the right with my co-writers, Karen Kozowski and Emily, I kind of told them what I was going through and that I had come up with this title, Someone Else. And the premise of the song was that if you could see yourself through the eyes of someone else, that you could love yourself in a way that other people love you. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of the story behind the song. And um, it was sort of vulnerable for me to, to, to write the song. Do you find it's it's tough to, you know, be vulnerable like that as somebody who's on stage and in front of fans, you know, as you alluded to, they, they always see you at your best and it's sometimes hard to, you know, actually show the other side? Yeah, it is because, I mean, there are a lot of pressures on, um, and I will say on female artists mainly because, you know, um, I even talked about this in another podcast that I had done the other week, just that. I think there are more pressures on women to look a certain way, to act a certain way. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think being vulnerable, it's a bit scary because, you know, you would hope that you wouldn't lose fans for showing sort of a more, um, I guess, weak side of, of, maybe not weak isn't the right word, but, you know, I guess vulnerable, a more vulnerable side to you. It it is a little bit nerve wracking because you do want to show your fans that, you're strong and that mm-hmm. um, you're, you're there to help them through through things. But sometimes we as songwriters write songs to help us, you know, get through tough times. Right. What are your uh, pre-show rituals that you have prior to going on stage? Oh, pre-show rituals. Um, you know, I do love to spend some time with my band before I go on stage. Um, just have that moment with them. We, uh, we like to do this little... <laughs> I don't know why we do this, to be completely honest. We all hold our hands out and we pretend like our other hands are chickens and we all pick from each other's hands. I don't know why we do that. We just do. And that's, and that started how? I don't, I think my guitar player one day just stuck his hand out and he's like, go ahead. I'm like, go ahead with what? He's like, just pick up my hands like a chicken. I'm like, okay. We're very weird people. I feel like artists are a little bit weird. Musicians, <laughs> you know, we're all we're a little loopy sometimes. You know, when I asked that, uh, when I asked that question, it's quite interesting the the replies you get from what people do for their pre-show rituals. You know, right. either yelling at the top of their lungs or singing a certain <laughs> song, or now I found someone who actually picks like a chicken. So that's yeah, yeah. we pick, like we we stand in a circle and we all just kind of pick at each other's hands. We each go go and do that. Um, I I do also like to have one little bed. A, a bevy to loosen me up before oh, yeah. I go on. There's no, nothing wrong with that at all. <laughs> Whether it's a glass of wine or I, I'm a big gin and tonic kind of gal. Okay. Um, and Tim, I want you to know I'm a Caesar connoisseur. Caesars are, are my jam. Okay. See now, um, I was gonna I was gonna ask you about the gin thing because uh, okay. we like we we enjoy a good gin and soda here and or okay nice. Um, have you ever tried uh, gin and cream soda? No. So that's like that's like a, adult it. that's like adult candy pop. That kind of sounds take, amazing. So you take your gin and then you put it into okay. the clear cream soda. Just saying that, oh that, my God. that would be a you know, a little a nice refreshing drink there. Now which gin do you do? Because we do the Tonqueray. Okay, so I actually did just recently buy the the Tangare or how, yeah, however you pronounce it. I don't really know the right pronunciation, but I did buy that. Um, then it has like a hint of lime in it. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So I, I do have that one. And then what's the one in the blue bottle? What one's that called? Oh, see, now you're making me think. Oh, oh, you know. My... Now I want to go into my liquor cabinet and, and look at it. Well, go, what... go ahead. We've got time. I'm, I'm gonna run. <laughs> go luck. Go luck. See, this is this is this is the whole thing about this is we're actually gonna send Genevieve over to her liquor cabinet to actually look inside. Okay, Hopefully... so it's Bom Bombay. Oh, the Bom so... Bombay. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So we have that too at our house. Okay. We have a, a couple different kinds uh, of gin. Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm definitely a gin a gin girl for sure. Okay, now talk to me about this Caesar thing. Why? Okay. why so why are you a Caesar connoisseur then? So it's funny when I turned 19, which is you know the legal drinking age in Canada. Yeah. Uh -huh. I remember I was at a bar and uh, or on a patio, and one of my girlfriends was getting a Caesar, and I'm like, I haven't ever tried a Caesar. She's like, you should try one. They're really good, and I wasn't sure if I was gonna like it. And literally, when it hit my lips, I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> now, see, I, um, and, and I, so at my ripe old age that I am, I, I can tell you in all honesty, I've never had one. And I, and the reason is I, I, I did, it's, it's the, the tomato juice or whatever like that. I, I just never have, it's never passed my lips. Interesting. Okay. So I know a lot of people who haven't tried a Caesar, mm -hmm. um, but in my personal opinion, I know that some people will put gin in a Caesar or rum or whiskey. For me, vodka is like really the only thing that belongs in a Caesar. Okay. Um, that's just personal opinion. Mm -hmm. I think that I make a really good Caesar. My friends love when I make them Caesars. <sighs> okay. So I really would love to try to get an endorsement deal with Clamato. <laughs> Please, come on, take me on. <laughs> I will represent you well. Genevieve <laughs> wants to be the Clamato girl. That's right. I do. <laughs> this next summer's tour is brought to you by Clamato. <laughs> there you are, and Caesars for everybody. Yes, I love, I love Caesars. Uh, so, that's yeah. It. Do you have the, Do you have the um, celery stick and everything goes along with that? Yep. So I like to rim the glass. Mm -hmm. I lots of ice and okay. it needs a lot of ice mm -hmm. i personally like a tall glass for a caesar i know some people okay I, the odd time will use a mason glass like a mason jar glass mm -hmm. um lots of ice my tr my secret is a lot of worcestershire is that oh. how you say it worcestershire, worcestershire. Yep. Yep. Yeah. yeah worcestershire worcestershire um, a lot of people say it different ways yeah, yeah. I, I know <laughs> i get it mm -hmm. i get it <laughs> lots of worcestershire Pickle juice. I actually, even in my liquor cabinet right now, have a pickle vodka. Really? Pickle vodka. And my girlfriend brought it back from, I want to say when she was in Edmont Vancouver or Edmonton, or I forget where she was. Yeah. But she stumbled across it in the liquor store and brought it home. Um, does it so taste like pickle? It does. So usually if I put vodka in, I always add a shot of pickle juice just from like, okay, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. but this, because it's vodka or pickled vodka, I just use that. Why it's would one, why would one want pickled vodka? Like I that? swear they need it just for Caesars. Okay. Because I agree. Who would want to drink like, a pickled, pickled like, vodka? Unless you're having a burger. And you know, and that yeah, that might true. go along with it. Uh, one other thing, by the way, I should go back. We're going to swing back here to the uh, to, to the gin. Uh, the yeah. the I was just passed a note here by my assistant, uh, my wife, uh, who <laughs> says uh, that we should you should also try 
Uh, you go into the grocery store and get the sparkling lemonade. It's like a generic brand lemonade. Yeah. Um, and it's in the, you'll find it in like the, um, I think it's in the pop aisle or the juice yeah. aisle. Anyway, it's a lemonade. It's in a bottle. It's a glass bottle. And mix okay. the, mix that with your with your uh, oh. gin. Unreal. So spark, I would love sparkling that. lemonade and gin, you're good to go. So so good. I mean, <laughs> these are great summer drinks. Yeah. I can't. Well, see, we we eventually are going to get to summer. Yes. Exactly. Um, <laughs> speaking of summer, obviously, uh, COVID nineteen, uh, you know, causing a lot of. Uh, challenges for artists, but we're seeing a lot of artists go online. And I know uh, you've been doing some stuff online as well. Yeah, you know, obviously, you know, it is a little worrisome what's going to happen this summer. I've just seen a couple things come through, like the Calgary Stampede is canceled. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a festival in my hometown of London called uh, Rock the Park. That's canceled. Um, I, I am scheduled to perform at a festival called Crooks Rapids Country Fest, which they are tentatively postponing until August. But is it really going to happen? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Right. So it, it's tough um, to to think that you know shows aren't going to happen, and especially now, yeah, places are probably not even looking at booking right now. So, right. right. Um, you know, I think maybe I'll just do maybe maybe my neighbors would want some. A, <laughs> Why not? Well, I mean, if, you, if you've got a fence there, crank her up and you could have like a, you know, a block party. Exactly. So yeah. maybe I'll do that. But um, yeah, it, it definitely feels a little strange because this really would be my busiest time of year and it's very quiet, which, mm-hmm. you know what, Tim, I, I've, I try to find, you know, the silver lining and things and maybe we all did really need to slow down a little bit. Time to take a step back, you know, maybe this all is a blessing in disguise, even though it's a terrible thing that's going on. Mm -hmm. Um, I think we live in such a fast paced world that I'm not going to lie. It's been nice to have a slowdown and just to be home. It's it's almost a little bit of a reset. We were talking about this. uh, We were out for a walk the other day. And uh, it, it really is, the world is kind of getting that, that reset that it needs. I know I talked to friends and family who are in the U.S. and in California, and, and they're saying, you know, the sky is bluer. Um, you yeah. know, there's, there's things that you have, people have not been able to see because of pollution for many, many years. And all of a sudden, our, our world is, is kind of going, okay, we're t- going to take a, a big, you know, big breath. And yes, it is sad for those who have lost their lives. I mean, the amount of people who have, who have lost their lives during this. But uh, it, is, it is a bit of a, a change for us. And, what, you know, the next question is, is what's going to, you know, what's our new normal going to be? I mean, you as artists, uh, you know, you get to meet your fans. How is that going to change? We, you know, know. we don't know that right now. I know. And it's, it's, I think that's like the, the scariest part is the uncertainty of what's, what's going to happen. And I, I, you know, I've heard and I've heard and I've read from a lot of people online and different articles that I don't ever think it's going to go back to what our normal used to be. Mm-hmm. I don't think it will. I think it's a kind of step forward. And, um, you know, I was even talking to my sister-in-law last night and she was saying, you know, at the grocery stores, they, you know, how they have like the kind yeah. of plastic shields or the. Yeah. The plexiglass. Yeah. I, she goes, I, I don't think those are ever going to come down. And I said, I don't think so either. Yeah. So yeah. 
and the the little lines on the floor telling you which way to go. Which, by the yeah. way, I have to say is a great idea because you know, now you now, now everybody goes the same way in the grocery store. It's not pandemonium. I know, I know. <laughs> you know, it's hilarious. So I found myself. This was like last week or the week before. I was at the grocery store and I was going down an aisle, and the arrows were like pointing at me, and I'm like, oh. Oh no! What do I do? I'm like I'm going the wrong way. Yep, and then you have to loop, and then you have to loop, if you forget something, you have to loop the entire store. <laughs> right. So all of us who have step counters now are, are doing a lot more steps. So there, exactly. there's a there's a silver lining in everything. <laughs> right. Genevieve, where can people find you on uh, on social media and uh, of course follow your music? So you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. On Facebook, just Genevieve Fisher. On Instagram, you can find me Genevieve Fisher Music. Sorry, Lila's oh, barking. <laughs> doggy, wa- doggy wants to go for something. <laughs> and on Twitter, it's Genevieve underscore F. And of course, you can find me on Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, uh, and Google Play. Excellent. You know what? We could talk for hours. I, I, I now know. have a few things that I'm excited about. Number one, your bread. Number two, your <laughs> Caesar. And really, I want some tacos now. So, oh yeah, and that and the pickle. <laughs> yes. There you go. Yes. Well, if we ever get a chance to hang out, I'll make you a Caesar. And you know what? If you hate it, I will not be offended. <laughs> I, I would never hate it if you're making it. I look forward to seeing you when uh, when you hit back on the road. And, uh, you know, hopefully uh, we cross paths here sooner than later. All the best to you and congratulations with the new single. Hopefully it, uh, again, is a good success for you. Thank you so, so much. Thanks for listening to Inside Today's Country with Tim Black. Don't forget to like and subscribe. This has been a TimBlackOnAir.com production.